Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Blame It on the Stars podcast. We spill all the tea on what's going on in the universe so you can blame your problems on the stars. It is Jade here. And it's Kara. And what is on the agenda this week? We'll be discussing the full moon in Capricorn as well as Venus in Cancer. The goal for this week is so that you can figure out what you need to be doing for this full moon in Capricorn. If you want to develop a full moon ritual, we'll give you some suggestions for that as well. Also learn how your relationships are going to be affected with Venus in Cancer. Last week, we did talk about Mars in Taurus, which is a key player in the astrology for the rest of July. So if you missed that, then definitely listen to last week's episode before you continue. We also talked about Mercury and Cancer as well. And just to give you a heads up, next week, we're going to tell you everything you need to know about Leo season, all of the transits, including Mars and Taurus. Oh, also happy early birthday to all the Leos who are listening. Word. Well, yeah, Leo season's interesting. There is something really rare that's happening in the astrology. So You'll definitely want to listen to next week's episode before you miss on this extremely rare astrological alignment that does not happen very often. So definitely stick around for next week for sure. After a short ad break, let's discuss the full moon in Capricorn and Venus in Cancer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you listen to the ads, thank you so much. We appreciate you. If you didn't, I am slightly judging. But anyways, welcome back. Let's talk. Full moon in Capricorn. What on earth do you need to know? The full moon in Capricorn happens on July 13th at 2.37 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The date and time per usual are from the website astroseek.com. What you need to know about this is that full moons are viewed as periods of releasing where we can let go of things that no longer serve us so we can make room for some new things to come in. How this affects you is we'll be releasing things all around Capricorn. So that includes, and this is coming from someone with Capricorn placements myself, letting go of having guilt for feeling. If you're someone who has a hard time processing emotions or feels guilty for getting sad about things. This is time to let go of that guilt so we can allow ourselves the freedom to feel our emotions. If you're someone who gives in to hustle culture and doesn't really ever take breaks, this could be a good opportunity to let go of some of that hustle culture mentality if that resonates for you. This is a time where you should not be very cynical about how you're feeling and allow your feelings to come as 
they need to. And if some difficult, like old wounds come up during this time, know that that is normal due to some of the aspects that we'll talk about later when we dive deeper into it. There's definitely some elements of old wounds arising that need to be addressed and might have been ignored. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit last week with Mars and Taurus. But this full moon is a really good time to let go of the idea that you need to be productive all the time or producing some type of result. Capricorn energy can be a little bit pessimistic, but it also can make you be hard on yourself. So this is a good time to to let go of that and really take the time you need to appreciate and realize all of the hard work that you have been doing and to give yourself credit for that. Yeah, so why this matters so much is a lot of times this is just the way that society is like built where we're taught that our worth is equated to our work and that we don't deserve to take breaks and that we are worth what we can produce. That is not true. This is a time to let go of all of that. And I know that for many of us, it can be really challenging to take breaks and to let ourselves feel I watch during every single water sign season the entire world have a meltdown basically or or freak out because they don't want to deal with emotions. They're afraid to deal with emotions. They're afraid to cry. This is a time where we have to ask ourselves, why are we so afraid to cry? Where is that coming from? Likely, there's some societal influence there that might be telling you that, but it's super important that we release that inability to pause and feel so we can let our emotions process in a very healthy manner. Also, to not feel guilty about having to set boundaries, whether that's in your work life or your personal life or with people. We always talk about that with Capricorn energy, but did want to bring it up. I know that full moons, again, are about releasing because it is a culmination of things, but I've said this before, releasing and starting something new, like one door closes, another door opens. They're very interrelated. So as you are releasing and letting go, that is preparing you to move into whatever the next phase or situation is for you. Yeah, and also if this isn't something that you feel for yourself, you might notice that you're the type of person who judges others for crying or for getting upset and maybe you view them as weak. This is also a time too where we can be empathetic to other people's struggles and know that being upset about something or expressing your emotions doesn't make you weak. In fact, I think it's actually something that makes you incredibly strong to be able to do that. Something you might not have known about this full moon in Capricorn is that the moon is actually in detriment in Capricorn. So the moon is the ruler of Cancer. The moon is in domicile in Cancer because Capricorn is the sister sign, the opposite sign of Cancer by default. That means the moon is in detriment in Capricorn. Meaning that the moon has a hard time allowing itself to feel. If the moon is how we process our emotions, when it's in Capricorn, it can be very difficult for us to allow ourselves to feel. So if you find that this full moon can be very challenging, know that the moon is in a place that it does not perform very well and that it's a little bit harder. I would say if you want to know more about how this affects you on a personal level, look for 21 degrees Capricorn in your chart, and that should give you some insight into what 
themes you might experience on a personal level. We will discuss, you know, which signs feel this more because certain signs will be affected more than the rest, but definitely be on the lookout for 21 degrees Capricorn in your chart. Yeah, and just going to point this out, if you are watching on Spotify or YouTube where you can see the video version of this podcast, hint, hint, wink, wink, we do have a little image up right now that shows you where this full moon is happening based on your chart. If you want to get a little bit more insight based on your rising sign, what area of your life is really being affected by this full moon. So let's discuss some of the suggestions for full moon rituals. So one thing that I always hear is that full moons are not times to manifest. Full moons are typically viewed as times to release where new moons are more for manifesting. So I know that there are some new listeners here who might not have known that. So I did just want to bring that up. It is always suggested to charge your crystals on a full moon if that's something that you resonate with. But being that Capricorn is an earth sign. Cancer is a water sign. That's what the full moon is, is on the Capricorn cancer axis. You might find it useful to spend time by water or by earth or both at the same time. Yeah, going for a walk outside in the grass or on the beach with no shoes or socks. I'm clearly an earth sign, but it is such a healing energy. So yeah, anything that you need to do to release and let go. I know some people like to write down their intentions so you can write down all of the things that maybe you are letting go or want to let go during this full moon. So the the signs that are most affected by the full moon in Capricorn, no surprise, Cancer and Capricorn The sun is in Cancer, the moon is in Capricorn, so with that being said, depending on what placements you have in Cancer or Capricorn, look to where cancer is so if you're a cancer sun like myself the sun is there it's illuminating our identity if you have you know a cancer mercury and the sun is there your mercury is being illuminated by this and then and similarly do the same with your moon because that's where emotions are happening in capricorn so for aries and libra placements this will be square your placements and squares create tension so if this full moon feels a little bit more tense or difficult or challenging for you, that's probably why. But at the same time, when things are difficult and challenging, it's not inherently bad. Things aren't always black and white like that. It's just something to be aware of if you do notice that in your own life or if the thing you're trying to release just feels like it's hard to let go of or something that you've been trying to let go of for a long time. Those are the kind of things that you can expect to come up. Yeah. Also, I did want to mention for Aries and Libra too, this does, depending on the degree, potentially form a T-square to your placements. So T-squares are really challenging. It activates and like brings a lot of attention to the three houses that are being affected at the time. And I know that since this is cardinal energy too, there's a lot of confusion about what things you're gonna start and this is coming from someone with a cardinal t-square myself you might be pulled in many different directions and want to start something new and conflicting directions so just be on the lookout during the full moon if that's something that you experience but let's look a little deeper into the full moon and discuss some of the details aka the aspects 
So the sun is conjunct Mercury, which is good for communicating and saying what's on your mind, but the moon opposite Mercury might make it difficult to express your emotions. The moon is also trying Uranus, so there is a little bit of unpredictability that can come up, so that's something to pay attention to. However, we do like Uranus energy because it is very different and innovative and exciting, so that's another aspect to look forward to, especially being that Capricorn is known for being a little bit more traditional. Uranus is there to shake it up, again, in a positive way because it will be trying the moon. And then also, too, with the sun trying Neptune, the moon sextile Neptune, there is a little bit of optimism that comes throughout all of this. I always find with the moon aspecting Neptune, we have a little bit of hope that things will get a little bit better. This also is fairly creative as well. If that resonates at all in your full moon ritual, you really want to be creative or you find yourself having like, you know, just new creative ideas, odd thing to mention, but that's definitely something that can occur. Yeah. Lastly, we do have the moon conjunct Pluto and then opposite the sun, you know, similar vibes to what we were talking about before with Mercury. I feel like Pluto, again, very healing, transformative energy and full moons bring things to light. So there's going to be a lot of things coming up in terms of your emotions or also the way that you're thinking about things. So don't be surprised if your communication or your thoughts are like very intense during this time. But again, it makes it really good for healing and letting those things bubble up to the surface so that you can let go. If you are curious, though, to know how the full moon and Capricorn might affect you on a personal level, as well as Venus and Cancer when we talk about it in just a minute, we do want to mention that readings are available if you were interested in doing that. Basically, the readings are hosted on an app called Intro, which allows you to do FaceTime-style calls with either me or Kara. You select who you want the reading from, and you can discuss pretty much anything that you want to know. There's an option to write us a little note and some questions that you might want answered. You can choose time slots from as short as 15 minutes to as long as one hour. If you've never booked a reading with us before, then you can use the code STARS, all caps, S-T-A-R-S, for 20% off your first reading, and the link will be in our description. Let's talk Venus in Cancer. Venus enters Cancer on July 17th at 9.33 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What you need to know is that relationships are about to get significantly more mushy, lovey-dovey. Why? Let's discuss how this is affecting you, why this is happening. Cancer typically is associated with the home and being a nurturing energy, and Venus is relationships. So with that being said, this becomes a time where we become much more nurturing to the people we love in our lives, whether that be a significant other or friends or pets or family members. Overall, we start to see this vibe of wanting to take care of others and show them that you love them. This is a time where we love love. I will say in terms of dating though, it does give off very much the stay at home couple vibes where it's almost like playing house in a way. But if you're already in a relationship, this could be a time where if you've been thinking about moving in together, that's something that might be on your mind. Or you might just be spending more time together at home. And similarly, 
Similarly, if you're single and dating, you might find yourself really wanting to have more of those stay-at-home dates and, you know, playing house, as I like to call it. Yeah. In addition, though, don't forget to quote-unquote fill your cup during this time. There's a lot of like nurturing energy, and that is really good for relationships and getting to know others and being around others. But don't forget to also give yourself that same love and support back during this time. I feel like this also is a good time for focusing on your physical environment, whether that is your literal home or your room or your car, whatever your like safe space moment is, this could be a good time to focus on creating an environment that just feels like comfy cozy for you. Well, yeah. Also, Venus is how we spend money. So if you've been like thinking about wanting to buy things for your home or like purchase things to make your room look nice or whatever your safe space is, definitely take advantage of Venus and Cancer to do that. But to Kara's original point about wanting to fill your cup first, I know someone in my personal life who has Venus in Cancer and they have had a lot of experiences where they've had to work on not being so caring because they would end up draining themselves a lot and in situations that they weren't ready to be in where they were doing all the caring for someone that they were not capable of doing because there also is a lot of strong empathy at this time so that's great but we also want to make sure that we have boundaries with it but completely unrelated to everything we were just saying, too, Cancer Energy is really creative. So Venus is also art. So enjoy some creative vibes for sure. Yeah. Also music. If you are wanting to redo your music, explore other music tastes, things like that. Yeah. Overall, this is a good time to create. It's a good time to love love and care for others. But Something you might not know, though, is because Cancer is ruled by the moon, making the ruler of this Venus and Cancer transit the moon, the moon fluctuates, our, our feelings about love might fluctuate. And that's why Cancer energy is always known to be moody. Coming from a Cancer myself, it's because the moon is our ruler and the moon changes signs all the time. So if your feelings are a little fluctuating, just know that that's could be why. So now similar to the full moon in Capricorn, the most affected signs are similar. So cancer is one of the more affected signs, again, too, depending on what placements you have in cancer. This could be some cool, amazing vibes. If you have a cancer sun, Venus conjunct your sun makes you super social. And also, too, if you're cancer rising, you get like a little mini glow up moment with Venus in your first house. So enjoy. And Capricorns, if you're a Capricorn rising, this could be a time where you're finding love. So enjoy that. But overall, though, Capricorns with Venus opposite your Capricorn placement, there might be some push-pull dynamic, a little tension. One minute you're all in love. The next you're being practical Capricorn who's like, oh, no, I can't do that. Believe me, I know. I'm Capricorn rising. Whenever I am being too cancer and lovey-dovey, I start judging myself for it. So Capricorns might feel that way too. Yeah. And if you have Aries and Libra placements, we're really going through it this week apparently because Venus, again, will be square these placements. So it's a little bit more challenging, but it also... With squares, I know we said is tension. It also is very activating. So the transit might place a lot of 
emphasis on your relationships and social life and things like that. So if you either find challenges or just find that you're there's just a lot going on in that aspect of your life. Venus and Cancer is kind of... It's to blame. It's to blame. <laughs> and then if you're a Scorpio or Pisces, this could be also a good time for you since Venus will be trying your placements. So enjoy some social energy, some creative energy, and some supporting loving energy. I will say... Pisces risings too are also more likely to find love during Venus in Cancer because that is your fifth house, which is all about romance. So the Capricorn risings and the Pisces risings out there, love is on the brain. Let's discuss some of the key dates during Venus in Cancer because there's some interesting aspects. July 25th, Venus is square Jupiter. Some Loving advice from me to you is that you are not super careless with your energy, your love and affection, or also how you're spending money because that's Venus. Squares to Jupiter can create some carelessness. And if Venus is how we spend, you know, we might overdo it a little. And similarly to in, in dating and relationships, we might be a little careless, whether that's doing too much or not paying enough attention. Just be mindful July 25th. On August 2nd, Venus will be sextile Uranus and Mars. Sextiles are often overlooked because it's an easy energy. They're not that obvious when there is this aspect happening. It's an opportunity to go with the energy of the transit. So with that being said, you may... And I'm saying may because nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed in astrology. Nothing's guaranteed in life. But you may be meeting people who like out of the blue because Uranus and also, again, it's really going to kind of place a lot of emphasis on your romantic relationships, friendships type of energy because Mars is there too. So it's really highlighting that. But again, with Uranus, you have to expect the unexpected and it can be a really good day to meet someone. Again, not everyone's story. Not everyone might be putting themselves out there wanting to date right now and that's okay and valid. But if you are, this is a good day to pay attention to, maybe make some plans. If you're someone who romanticizes meeting someone at a coffee shop, that would be the day to go to the coffee shop if you know what I'm saying. Oh, on that note though, August 7th, Venus trying Neptune is definitely giving me I manifested you into my life. It's definitely like that Ariana Grande song where she's like, I thought you into my life, look at my mind, or however the words go. Because Neptune is very spiritual, mm -hmm. trines are supporting energy, Venus is relationships. It is definitely giving me that same energy of manifesting love or feeling like the relationship you have is like a spiritual connection. So that's great. It's also good for creativity. I... I'm going to put big disclaimers on this that Kara had said this is not true for everyone and it will depend on your chart and a lot of other things, but fame is more likely during Venus trine Neptune. Neptune is fame, Venus creativity, socializing energy in that regard. If that resonates, if not, it's not for you, but overall some good energy. And then on August 9th, Venus will be opposite 
Pluto. Again, oppositions bring things into our awareness. Pluto is a very intense but also healing and transformative energy. So you can just expect things to come up regarding your relationships. Again, it can be romantic. It can be friendships. It also could be relationships with people in your family. Anything that deals with how you connect with others, things like that will be coming up. I'm also just now remembering that Venus was retrograde in Capricorn recently. So in terms of that cycle, similar themes might be coming up because again, now we're halfway around the Zodiac now in Cancer. So if there were things that were going on during Venus retrograde, specifically, I remember people were talking about attachment styles and things like that again or love languages stuff like that can come up too around this time just something to be aware of and on that note too though all the things we mentioned happening in august even if they sound amazing and great know that they're happening during leo season and leo season is interesting it's a mixed bag mostly leaning towards you know what on that note I'm not even going to say it. We'll talk about it next week because next week is all about Leo season where you'll get to know everything that's going on in Leo season, the good, the bad, the rare, the ugly. So if you want to stay in the loop with us and everything that is to come, then make sure you're following us on social media. We are on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at BLME, the stars. We're also on YouTube posting this podcast as well as YouTube shorts. So go ahead and search Blame It on the Stars podcast and subscribe to us there. Anyways, that's all for now. I hope you enjoyed cancer season because Leo season is coming up soon and it's going to shake things up. We'll chat next week. Bye.